today we are very honoured to invite Ms Zainab Pandawi to share how we can prevent this cultural misinterpretation. So healing from Syria, Ms Pandawi is a native speaker of Arabic and has excellent communication skills in English. She is well informed about the theories of foreign language teaching and learning and highly versed in teaching Arabic to non-native speakers. Having lived, studied and worked in different countries, she has cross-cultural understanding. She started teaching Arabic at the National University of Singapore's External Language Program in July 2018 and has received very positive feedback and teaching evaluations from students. Today's sharing session may be a bit different from our previous events. Ms. Sandawi will ask questions in between her presentation to encourage participation to make it more interesting. So we do encourage your active participation via the chat function when she asks questions. Should we have time later for Q&A, we will turn off the chat function. So you will need to use the raise hand function or send your question directly via chat to our host, who will then pass your question to Ms. Hendawi. So this will help to reduce confusion for our speakers. So without further ado, we will invite Ms. Hendawi now to please um, start the sharing session. Ms. Hendawi, please. Thank you. Uh, hi, Sharon. Thank you very much for the introduction. And I, I would like also to thank Middle East Institute for inviting me for another lecture on uh, Arab culture. Uh, also, I would like to extend my thanks for everyone uh, joining us today. I will start right away with our presentation. Let me share to welcome you in the traditional Arabic way. I will start welcoming you in the Arabic way or traditional Arabic way, which is Ahlan wa Sahlan Bikom. Ahlan wa Sahlan Bikom. In English, if you want to translate it to English, it means uh, welcome to all of you. But when we come to translate it into Arabic, it has a much deeper meaning. It means you are like my family and you enter a place where you are welcome. Uh, this secret in Arab, they use it uh, to show a very warm welcome to the person they meet in. And usually it's, uh, it's a way to say, uh, to welcome the guest, uh, to welcome people in their country. Uh, also they use it as a way to say hello for, uh, for somebody they meet for the first time. So uh, they use this greeting, uh, uh, a lot in every way and everyday uh, interaction. Uh, now let me uh, let me start uh, with presenting the content of today's talk. Uh, today we will talk about Arab culture, uh, differences and similarities, Arabic language, uh, values and belief, social expectation and etiquette, uh, gestures. I will teach you also some key colloquial words and taboos. Uh, during the lecture, I will show you some videos and we will, if we have time, we'll do quiz at the end. Uh, before I start uh, my presentation, I will ask uh, the audience to participate in the chat and give me their opinion, what is culture? So please participate with us and write in the, in the chat box, what is culture? If you wanna define culture, what, what does it mean? Yeah, Funk in here, he's saying it's food. Sam, practices and tradition of a group of people. She means 
the norms in societies, Farah, no, social norms and belief, Fadil, custom and tradition of a group. Yes, correct. All of this is correct about uh, if you want to define culture. And there are many, many definitions of culture. If you want to uh, speak about culture, there are a lot of things can be said about um, the product of the culture, a lot of things can be, can be said about uh, the social part of the culture, the uh, physical part of the culture. So there are a lot of definition about culture, uh, but I will, I will start by this definition here. So culture is defined as the values and attitudes practiced by a group of people. Also, usually a human, uh, they create culture to make sense of their social and physical world. Um, now, uh, what, uh, today we will focus on those two parts, the social and physical worlds. Now, if I show you this map here, as we can see here, uh, this is a map of the Arab world. Arab world, uh, the culture is spread uh, in the Arab world widely from the west uh, to the east. Uh, now, if I ask you a question, is the Arab culture is one culture in all of these countries? Is it one culture? Here, someone saying they are share they there are shared similarities. Maybe correct. Now, is it one culture? Although Arabs they share many things in uh, in common in their social life, they share one uh, official Arabic language. They they believe that they are cultural unit. Uh, they have the same values and beliefs. However, differences among them when we move from one Arabic to another, it's very, uh, are very obvious. So if we go, if we start talking about, uh, to, to define these differences, we will, uh, we will go to the topic of main region of the Arab culture. Uh, Arab world uh, is divided into a main region. Uh, we will start with Al-Maghrib or North Africa. Uh, Al-Maghrib, it means in Arabic, the Arab West, includes four countries, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, and Libya. When we go to the Nile Valley, we will find Egypt and Sudan. Uh, the Levant region, inside it, we will, uh, the countries included in this uh, region, Lebanon, Syria, Palestine. Also, we have Jordan and Iraq. Arabian Peninsula, uh, this region includes Saudi Arabia, Yemen, the Arabian Gulf states, and uh, which include Bahrain, Qatar, Kuwait, the United Arab Emirates, and Oman. Uh, now, if we look into uh, this main region, we will, we will start seeing all the differences with, among them. If we look into their, uh, uh, their, their structure, the housing structure you, or uh, architectural structure, you will find it is different. Like here, you will find the Moroccan, uh, Moroccan house looks like this. Here is the pyramids. Uh, here is if we go to Batra in, uh, in Jordan. Uh, if we go to Arabian Peninsula, we, the, the structure or the type of housing is different also from one country to another. 
variety of food. Food also, when we look into the Arab world, food is different from one Arab country to another. We have many various cuisine in the, in the region, starting from here, we have the couscous in Morocco. If we go towards, uh, uh, also we have tagine. Those two dishes very common in the Al-Maghrib region. If we go towards Egypt or Sudan, we will find kushari is the main dish. Uh, when we go towards the uh, Sham area or Levant area, we will find hot and cold mezes. When we go down to Arabian Peninsula, we will find uh, the cuisine consists of kapsa, uh, uh, haris. So as we can see, there are many differences in cuisine from one region to another. However, although we have differences in their, uh, their food, they, they, they always share values together. The, the value in, in uh, presenting their food, uh, the value when they, uh, they are welcoming people to, for, for hosting them for dinner or lunch, the value is, uh, is sharing among all these countries. Uh, the two important value, hospitality and generosity, we'll speak about them again during the lecture. Uh, now, if we move to speak about the style of dress, a style of dress is also different from one Arab country to another. Uh, for example, in Al Maghrib, uh, this is a traditional clothes in Al Maghrib area or region. When we go to Egypt, this is the old traditional clothes. Uh, towards uh, the Levant area will look something like this. Uh, now, when we look towards the Arabian Peninsula, we will find uh, it's more conservative, and people in this region they're they're really uh, reserving their uh, their the, the traditional clothes. Uh, they you can see people in the street, they wear in their abayas or their long dress, white long dress, and it gets more conservative in this area than when we, when, when we go to the Levant area or Egypt or the Al Maghrib region. Now, if we speak about uh, this, uh, as you can see, uh, we have many differences, but again, we have a sharing value among them, modesty in dress, the, uh, the, the sharing value among all the Arabic country, and they try to be, uh, uh, I don't mean, uh, when I'm saying about Arab, I don't mean all the Arab, most of the Arab, they keep, uh, they, they try to keep their modesty in dress. Now, if we move to speak about political structure, political structure also is uh, different from one Arab country to another. For example, if we look into Syria, we will find its republic. When we go to more, towards Morocco, monarchies, uh, Emirates, uh, uh, the, we will find uh, Emirates, uh, political structure, Emirates, uh, such as Kuwait, which is ruled uh, by Amir, leader or prince. Now, uh, if we move to speak about also more differences among uh, those Arab countries in the Arab world, they have more differences when we speak about also the dialect spoken from one Arab country to another. Uh, now, if we move to, uh, uh, if we start with the North African or Maghrib, we will, uh, we will find different dialects like 
we will find the Libyan dialect, Tunisian dialect, Algerian, Moroccan, more even Mauritanian dialect. So the dialect is different from one region to another. Uh, in Egypt, we will find the Egyptian and Sudani, uh, Levantine, Shami, they also they have different uh, dialects. Uh, just like uh, the difference we find in English from one country to another, uh, the same applies to Arabic, to the Arabic dialect. We will find Arabic dialect is different from one Arab country to another and uh, even from one city to another and even uh, if we want to speak uh, in more detail it's different from one village to another. So it's really different. We have a lot of various dialect in Arab uh, in the Arab world. Now um, Usually, the dialect on, in these uh, regions are affected uh, by or influenced by the old local language, uh, such as in here, we have the Barbar uh, and the French. Uh, if we go towards uh, Egyptian and Sudan, we have Coptic, Turkish, um, uh, some of uh, the old local language. Levantine, we will find the Aramaic uh, and the old Semitic language in this region. So uh, the dialect in this region uh, are influenced so much by the old uh, local dialect. Now, uh, since we are speaking about uh, the language, uh, or colloquial Arabic language, I will, uh, I will start now, as I mentioned earlier, Arabs, they share, uh, they share beliefs and value attitudes. And then uh, they are, as, as I uh, explain now, their physical road, the product of the culture, is uh, different from one country to another. But when we look into their social life, uh, they have many things uh, uh, in common. So if we go uh, to their uh, social life, uh, first we will speak about Arabic language. Arabic language is a part that shared um, among all Arab country. I will quickly go through this one. Uh, Arab is one of the oldest semantic group of language. Uh, the inhabitants of Arabian Peninsula were the first to use the Arabic uh, even uh, pre-Islamic times and with the expansion of Islam, uh, Arabic was spread in the north, west, east. Uh, West. Uh, Arabic language is also considered one of the world's most widely spoken language. Uh, in addition to, uh, to what I mentioned earlier, the official language in all, uh, in all the Arab uh, world or all Arab countries is the official, uh, is the modern standard Arabic. Also Arabic language is the official language, uh, one of the official language in the United Nations. Uh, uh, Arabic language uh, is very uh, uh, is very important for Arab because it's the language of the Holy Quran and the sacred, uh, which is uh, the sacred book of Islam. Uh, now, uh, when we speak about uh, modern standard Arabic, uh, the one that uh, is that is the one language that shared among all Arab countries. Uh, this language is used uh, for. Uh, for the written and spoken uh, form. Uh, we use it for politics, uh, literature, school. But again, I will repeat, when we speak about the dialect, they are different 
from one country to another. However, uh, with the exposure to media, we are able to understand people uh, people around the Arab world, like uh, the Egyptian dialect is very well understood by all the Arab people because of the uh, movies, serials, songs, all, all these uh, help us to understand each other. Now, uh, more uh, if we speak about the type of Arabic language, if you decide to study Arabic language, you really need to decide uh, which uh, type of Arabic you want to, to study. Uh, if you want to study Arabic for religious purpose or uh, old lit uh, to, to learn about old literature or history, then you have to go for the classical Arabic. Now, if we wanna, uh, if you want to learn Arabic for uh, as a formal language to be able to communicate with the people in all the Arab country, then modern modern standard Arabic will be your choice. Uh, if we, if you want to go and uh, visit one Arab country, a specific Arabic country, and you want to communicate with the people in this Arab country, uh, then colloquial Arabic or the dialect will be also your choice. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the dialect is different from one region, from one country to another. However, we have, uh, we have a shared dialect in, uh, between the region of Arab world, such as uh, the region here, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the main region, we have, uh, we have similar dialect, like here, if I come to Levantine, uh, Syrian, Lebanese, Palestine, and Jordanian uh, will, uh, will share uh, the same vocab, the same, uh, the same grammar, the same accent. Uh, it's, it's different, but uh, you, can, you can tell it's, simil uh, it's very similar. Now, when we go to Egypt, it's completely different from the Levantine, uh, Levantine or Shami. So you need to decide which one you want to study from this dialect. Now I'm going to give you more information about the uh, Arabic language, uh, script of Arabic language. Uh, we read and write Arabic from right to left. Uh, we have 28 Arabic letters, and additionally, uh, we have 14, uh, 14 uh, extra samples that function, play different function. Each Arabic letter has four shapes, depending uh, where it is, okay, where they occur in a word. For example, if I take one letter in Arabic, ba, uh, this is the independent shape for ba. This is initial position, ba in initial position. Uh, this is ba in a medial position, and this is ba in final position. As we can see, uh, the Arabic letters are connected to each other. Uh, we still have a few, uh, six Arabic letters that are not connected, but uh, most of the letters are connected to form a word. Now, uh, I'm going now to teach you uh, some basic uh, modern standard Arabic to introduce yourself. I will start with the uh, most common greeting in the Arab and Islamic, uh, Islamic world, which is Assalamu Alaikum, and the reply for it, Wa Alaikum Assalamu Alaikum, 
alaykum salam usually people when they when they start with assalamu alaykum you can't reply to them by saying hello or another word the reply should be wa alaykum salam now when you uh, when you greet people you have to uh, to always uh, whenever uh, whenever you enter any place uh, whenever you go to any uh, uh, to any social occasion uh, to to your class to the office you have to uh, greet people especially if you are the person who is entering the place you have to greet everyone if you don't greet people it's considered not a very good manner so we make sure to greet to greet people and people also they will always uh, reply back by wa alaikum salam and now uh, if we we have another way of a greeting marhaban uh, marhaban the reply for marhaban it means uh, we say ahlan bika for male ahlan bika and for a lady ahlan biki marhaban ahlan bika and ahlan biki uh, again i i will repeat ahlan wa sahlan Ahlan wa sahlan, the one that I mentioned earlier, uh, that has a very deep meaning. Ahlan wa sahlan can mean also hello. So when we when you greet someone with ahlan wa sahlan, uh, the reply can be. We have many many ways for greeting people, but I choose a very simple one for you today. Ahlan wa sahlan, ahlan biki. When you uh, when here the lady replying to another lady, she will say ahlan biki. When he replied to a male, ahlan bika, ahlan biki, ahlan bika. Now I will teach you how uh, to uh, to introduce yourself. My name is how to say it in Arabic. Uh, my name uh, is ismi, ismi Zainab. Ismi Zainab. Ismi Ahmed. Ismi Ahmed. Ismi Sara. Ismi Sara. Now, if you asking a male person, what is your name? If I'm asking someone, uh, someone uh, in front of me sitting, his name Ahmed, I'm asking him, what is your name? I will say to him, Masmuka. Masmuka. And he will say to me, Ismi Ahmed. Now, if I'm asking a lady or a female, let's say Sarah, she's sitting here, and I'm asking her, what is your name? I will say, Masmuki. And her reply will be, Ismi Sarah. So, Masmuka, to ask a male. Masmuki, to ask a female. Uh, after we, uh, someone, he tell us his name, usually we say to him, nice to meet you. I choose also the very simple one to use uh, when you say nice to meet you to someone. Uh, Please to meet you. Uh, Please to meet you in Arabic, tasharrafna. Tasharrafna, please to meet you or nice to meet you. And you can use the same exchange to reply back to the person. Now in English, it means pleased to meet you. Uh, the deeper meaning in Arabic, we have been honored. 
uh, now I will teach you how to uh, to say where uh, to answer where are you from I will start with uh, introducing myself Anna Min Surya Anna Min Surya Anna I am Min from Surya now if you want to uh, say more details or give more details من مدينة حلب أنا من سوريا من مدينة حلب It means I'm from Syria from the city of Aleppo If I want to say this sentence uh, in different uh, context I will say أنا من فرنسا من مدينة باريس I'm from France from the city of Paris أنا من فرنسا من مدينة باريس Now uh, to ask the people where are you from you will uh, for we have also uh, in Arabic we have everything we have uh, for female and male so if we want to ask a male where are you from we will say من أين أنت من أين أنت and the answer will be the same. Anna Min Singapore, for example. Uh, if you wanna ask a lady, where are you from? Min Aina Anti. And the answer will be also the same. Anna Min and the country that you are from. Uh, now I'm going to also put for you another video for people introducing themselves from different country. So let me share with you the video and try to guess those people from which country. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Ismi Husni Bannis wa ana min al-Maghrib min Madinat Maknas. Assalamu alaikum. Ana ismi Ula Najah al-Sharchi. Ana min Madinat Baghdad fil-Iraq. Sabah al-Khair. Ana ismi Ikram al-Masmudi. Ana min Tunis min Madinat Sfiqas. صباح الخير أنا اسمي شكري جوهر وأنا من مصر من مدينة القاهرة أهلا وسهلا أنا اسمي وفاء أبو النعاج فلسطينية من مدينة الناصرة السلام عليكم أنا اسمي عوض مبارك من السودان وفي السودان أنا من مدينة الخرطوم Again, I will ask, may I ask the audience to share with us if they can tell us where those, these people from? Farah, Tunis, Palestine, Sudan, Herman, Morocco, Iraq, Sam, Tunisia, Iraq, Sudan, correct. Fadil, Egypt, Cairo, yeah, correct, correct. Very good, very good. Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that spoken Arabic is completely different from the formal Arabic. Uh, in, in order to let you uh, see that, I will share with you another video. Uh, for uh, the people, for people 
speaking the dialect. Now here, the same people, but they speaking in the dialect uh, Arabic or Arabic dialects. Ahlan wa sahlan, wa marhaba bikum. Smiti Husni bin Nis, wa ana min al-Maghrib, min Madinat Mknas. Hello, bikum. Ani asmi ala najah al-Shalchi. Ani min Madinat Baghdad, bil Iraq. Aslima, shna hwalkum. Ana asmi Kram. Ana min Tunis, min Madinat Sfaqs. صباح الخير أنا اسمي شكري جوهر وأنا من مدينة القاهرة السلام عليكم أنا عوض مبارك من السودان وفي السودان أنا من مدينة الخرطوم السلام عليكم مرة تانية وكيف حالكم So as you can see uh, that there, there, there is a difference between uh, formal Arabic and spoken Arabic and we can tell the difference more when we communicate with people in the Arab country. Now I'm going to continue with our slide. Uh, now uh, uh, we have learned how to introduce ourselves in Arabic, but now how to call the people, how to address the people, also very important in Arabic to address the people and use the title in addressing the people, especially if the people, uh, they're not uh, your friend or part of the family. We have different way for addressing people in the Arab world. And it's uh, usual, usually we use uh, this way or titles uh, as a sign of respect for the person. Uh, for example, if we, uh, if if you are, uh, if you don't know uh, the lady, and you want to call her, but you don't know her name, you will call her Anissa. Anissa usually to address a young and married woman. And we use uh, usually in Arabic is very common to use. The, bar, the addressing particle, yeah. Yeah, we use it a lot uh, between us in, 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 in formal and informal situation. Um, for example, I will call Sharon, I'll say, yeah, Sharon. I will uh, call uh, another person, Fadi, yeah, Fadi. So it's, we use it a lot in our, uh, when we addressing or calling people uh, directly. Now, uh, when, when we address uh, married lady, we will call her madame. Before her name, we say madame. And then we will mention the first name of the person. Uh, now, uh, this is slide on how to address lady. Now, if, I, if you wanna uh, call uh, a married lady, Usually, uh, we have a special form or traditional form to call a married lady who, who has children. We uh, usually informal uh, and friends and relatives, they use this way to call the lady. They call her by her eldest son. Uh, for example, my son, his name is Jalal, so they will call me Om Jalal. It means mother of Jalal. So Jalal, he is my eldest son. And this, uh, uh, this is a very old uh, tradition in Arab culture. Uh, they use it a very long time ago. Uh, many, many, uh, many, uh, before Islam, pre-Islam even. Now, uh, if you wanna call uh, 
uh, elder, uh, elderly woman, uh, you will, uh, now it depends if she is a Muslim lady or not a Muslim lady. You can tell usually if she's wearing a scarf, she is a Muslim, then you will call her Hajja. Uh, all the people, formal, informal, friends, relative, usually they will call Hajja, uh, an elderly uh, Muslim woman. Uh, it's, uh, it's a title of respect and it has also religious meaning uh, behind it. Uh, now, uh, another way to call the all, uh, elderly woman, we can say Khala, is the same as aunt in English, Khala. So this form of address to call ladies, we have another form of address to call men. Uh, one of them, uh, which is for formal situation, you don't know the person, but uh, you wanna call him in a, a name that uh, show him respect from your side, you will call him ya akh or ya akhi. It means uh, brother. You call him him as a brother for you. This one especially, when uh, the person uh, he is uh, he's not one of your relatives in a formal situation. Now, uh, usually uh, people uh, in formal situation or with the friends or with uh, family, they will call you by your first name. Yeah, Yasir, yeah, Ahmed. So first name is used in this, uh, this situation. Again, now if uh, for uh, married, uh, married man, uh, they will call him uh, in, uh, by his oldest son. So father of Ahmed, Ahmed, his oldest son. So they would call him Abu Ahmed. And with the lady, as I mentioned earlier, Um Ahmed. Abu Ahmed, Um Ahmed. And now for uh, stranger elderly, elderly person, you, will, you can say also Amma, my uncle. Another way for to, to address uh, elderly Hajji. So we see here with lady, we call her Hajja. With elderly, for men, we say Hajji. Now in professional, uh, for professional title, we use also some different titles. Uh, for medical and academic professional, we will say Dr. George or Dr. Ali. For a lady, we will call her Doctora, Doctora Khadija, Doctora Suzanne. So you, you mentioned the first name of the person after the title. For educated person or school teacher or white collar employee, we call Ustaz, uh, Ustaz for a male and Ustaza for a female. Very formal situation and correspondence, we, we use Sayyid for a male and Sayyida for a female. Now, uh, I will move to, Anna, to now to our main subject of today, which is, as I mentioned earlier in my first slide, Arabs, they share many things in common. I mentioned that they share the Arab language the modern standard Arabic among them. They believe they are cultural unit and they have the same values and belief. And this is the importance uh, of uh, the, between all the Arab country, the important part, the shared or the same values and belief. 
Now, if we, if we speak about this part, I will start with the center of Arab values and belief. The center of Arab values and belief is religion and uh, family and all tradition. Religion uh, central to all things. Religion in Arab country, uh, Islam makes up 95 of uh, the Arab people in the Arab world. We have another 5% of Christian, and we have also a few thousand of Jews in, in a few Arab countries and a few Arab country. Now, uh, when speaking about the family, family is the center of everything. Family structure is the same in all the Arab country. Uh, everyone must respect and uh, follow the rule of his family. Uh, family is very important in the Arab world. Now, uh, the other parts so I mentioned, the center of the Arab values and belief, family, religion, and we have the old uh, Bedouin tradition, which we call it in Arabic, uh, doesn't have uh, a translation, uh, like a direct translation in English, but we call it Shia al-Arab, uh, including morals, uh, old morals and principle characteristics of Arab. Uh, Arab, they, they have a main uh, or old moral and principle that they uh, they they told us about it through their history uh, through many stories many stories about hospitalities of arab about uh, the uh, value of forgiving others uh, when you have the chance to take revenge for helping others arab people uh, they are very famous uh, in the olden time if for being very helpful to others, they help the people. Even if they can't help, they always promise the person to help them. Uh, Al-Muru'a. Al-Muru'a also is very important part in the old Bedouin tradition. Now, Al-Muru'a, uh, it has a very deep meaning and it doesn't have also a literal translation in English, but this one word is, has inside it a lot of description about this word. And Muru'a uh, means uh, generosity, magnanimity, help, uh, bravery, patience, honor, kindness. So all these characteristics can be found in the word Al-Muru'a. And Arab, uh, they usually, there are very influenced by this old moral and principle and they transfer it from one generation to another. Uh, they, they are very proud of this old uh, Bedouin tradition. Now if we speak about uh, Arab values and belief, uh, Arab, uh, they have uh, many shared values and belief among them. Um, the most important that, that uh, the religious affiliation, everyone in the Arab country must have a religious affiliation. And uh, they believe uh, that there is only one God and uh, God is very powerful. Now, uh, Arab also, they believe that uh, most of the event uh, most of the events that uh, are controlled by fate or by God will rather than uh, by human. Uh, Arab also, they, they, 
they have uh, they they have a very uh, uh, important value, which is uh, high moral standards. Uh, high moral standards. Everyone uh, expecting to have a high moral standard, uh, conser uh, to be conservative, to have a good manner. All these standards important uh, between Arab people. Now, uh, when we speak about the family part. Loyalty to the family is very important. Uh, loyalty to the family, uh, everyone should be respectful for his family. Uh, the, usually, uh, the, every, everyone, he must, uh, he must respect elderly. Uh, everyone expe expected to have, uh, to have a family and children. Uh, usually, uh, usually the the son uh, is responsible, or he is uh, he has to care for his uh, parents in their advanced age, and uh, misbehavior, for example, by uh, by women of Arab society can cause damage for the reputation and owner. So everyone is. Uh, uh, is expected to be loyal, loyal to his family and to put the family reputation owner uh, before his own preferences. Uh, usually also we have uh, social status and family background will always add to the personal status. We have also uh, personal status can be also uh, can be uh, the personal status of any person uh, can be good, but if he also, he has a good character or he has a great achievement in his life will affect also his personal status. As I mentioned also, Arab has uh, high regards for their tradition. Tradition, as I mentioned here, hospitality, the forgiving azar, helping, muru'a, all these values, uh, are very important in the Arab society. As a result of uh, these values and uh, beliefs, Arab, they, they have uh, their uh, own self-perception uh, as being loyal, generous, friendly, humanitarian, uh, hospitable, uh, polite, and kind. Uh, also, they believe that they have rich cultural heritage uh, they are very passionate about food. Uh, they believe that the Arabic uh, language is uh, a very uh, rich language and uh, a very important language. So they, this is uh, Arab self-perception about themselves. Now, uh, as I go uh, forward, you will see all this value. Uh, all this value uh, very clear through the social context that I will introduce to you now. Uh, starting with the greeting etiquette, uh, usually uh, the Arab, they greet uh, themselves in different way. Uh, in diff also, this one is related to different region. For example, Bedouin culture, uh, by touching the nose of each other, it will be also a sign of friendship and respect. Uh, formal greeting will be shaking hand. Uh, close friends, usually, they have a lot of physical uh, touching 
and hugging and showing a lot of em uh, emotion, uh, kisses on the two on both uh, cheeks. Now, how many how many uh, cheeks on the cheeks? Uh, this one I prepared a video for you to understand more about uh, greeting or etiquette in greeting Arab people. But how many kisses? Which side of the cheek? And you might think you already know this or you've got it under control. But when Arabs kiss other Arabs, things can go very, very wrong. You should have gone left. Oh, I was going right. You should have no, went you, left. The right that touches the right cheek. You should have gone left. The first and most important rule. If you take nothing away from this video, take this. When you lean in to greet another Arab with a kiss, you go to your left, giving them your right cheek. The first and most common greeting throughout most of the Arab world are three kisses, one on each side of the cheek. The second greeting that is most common to Saudi Arabia is one kiss with the right side of the cheek, followed by three kisses on the left side. Next is the common greeting in the United Arab Emirates, which is one kiss with the nose. But this might change depending on the person. Sometimes it goes to two kisses on the nose or three times. You'll just have to play it by ear or uh, Play it by nose. <laughs> that wasn't funny at all. Yeah. Gotta try, right? Next, if you haven't seen someone in a very long time, this could result in an endless array of kisses which might never end. Additionally, it is not uncommon that an incredible amount of dialogue is used during the greeting in between each kiss. Uh, what's going on? Not, How's nothing, the family? How are you doing well? Yeah, yeah man. I saw Tony yesterday. Really? Yeah. I hope this guide to greeting others in the Arab world helps you avoid all awkward situations for the foreseeable future. Happy greetings, much love, and God bless you all. Now uh, I'm going back to uh, greeting etiquette. As I mentioned, uh, a close friends they hugs and kiss each other. The number of kisses, as you can, as you seen in the video, is different from one Arab country to another. Like in Syria, we kiss, uh, we we do it two two kisses on both cheek. In Lebanon, it's three. So it's different from one Arab country to another. But it's of course it's not applicable now in the situation to do that. So now uh, if we go to uh, greeting uh, the opposite sex uh, and elders, it's also you need to be careful with this part. Usually don't attempt to shake hands with other female unless she initiate the handshake first. Um, so usually if you don't know this etiquette or you don't know about this uh, value 
or tradition of Arab, and you you try to shake hand. The other lady she will put her her hand, her right hand on the on the chest or on the heart, as uh, to show you she can't shake, but she's showing you a lot of respect. And uh, this we can say the same for men. Some religious men they don't like to shake hand with lady, so they will also they will do this. So best not to start uh, or initiate a handshake unless you the person he initiated with you now uh, this one uh, i wanted to mention that this is uh, not applicable to all the arab but uh, some of the arab everything i'm mentioning in my lecture today is not uh, applicable uh, or it's not about all arab but most of uh, most of the arab and it depends on also on the situation on the context on the people that you meet uh, also uh, i'm speaking about the people in the arab world itself it's not about people who are experienced with western culture or who live uh, outside of the arab country now uh, for elders uh, we usually the kids or even the children, uh, they kiss uh, uh, the kids uh, and even the children uh, when they are older even, they kiss, uh, uh, they put, uh, they kiss the hand and they put it on their forehead. Uh, for elders, uh, they will in Emirates usually they kiss the forehead of the elders as a, as a sign of respect and politeness. And now I will go, uh, this is about, uh, about the etiquette of, uh, uh, of greeting. Uh, now, usually also uh, before I move on, uh, usually when you when you, when you shake hand, start with your right hand, not the left hand. It's important to uh, to keep this in uh, in mind. Now I will move to the very important value in Arab culture, which is hospi hospitality. Arab are uh, they're, they're very proud of the tradition of uh, of hospitality. They offer usually for family, friends, and stranger, and uh, they usually they find it a perfect opportunity to display their generosity, and they they, they also they demonstrate their personal regards to you, um, uh, and the same uh, they they also expect the same in you and the other. So usually when you visit people uh, without appointment to their uh, to their office or shop or home they will always offer you a lot of uh, uh, they will try to to be very welcoming and to show you a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, happiness and uh, uh, warm welcome uh, when you visit them. Uh, usually uh, they will serve you something uh, and uh, the most common uh, drinks that they serve is coffee and tea. Uh, but if you're visiting the Arab without appointment, usually uh, there is also etiquette that you don't, uh, you don't you don't accept the offer of uh, drinking or eating something you have to 
refuse it and usually the guest he will insist that you have to drink or you have to eat and you have to refuse it another time and he will keep insisting uh, this refusal refusal and insisting it's also a very a traditional way in arab country to show uh, politeness and generosity on the both side uh, usually the the word uh, the word uh, generous in Arabic, Karim. Uh, uh, hospitality uh, also show the value of trust and friend, friendship. Hospitality also affects your reputation. As I mentioned earlier, uh, honor and reputation is very important in uh, for Arab values and beliefs. So it will affect your reputation. And if you're not very good hospitable person, then also this one will be will give you bad image or negative image. Uh, uh, between the Arabs people, between the uh, now I will uh, I will move to uh, how people they greet their uh, guests. Usually, they they have in every Arab house uh, or in most of Arab uh, houses uh, they have a guest room to welcome their guests. They call it in Arab countries, in other Arab countries, majlis and also saloon. Uh, saloon, usually it's a very uh, nice uh, area that, uh, that uh, makes uh, their guests comfortable. It's usually this area, you will find the very beautiful furniture. They will serve you uh, drinks in the best cups they have, in the they will bring the best tray. So you will find everything valuable and beautiful fall in this uh, guest room where they welcome their uh, their guests and usually the arab when they welcome their guests they show so much uh, uh, they give the guests so much attention that sometimes the person he feel uncomfortable with uh, so much attention they will keep saying ahlan wa sahlan they repeat ahlan wa sahlan to make sure the person is comfortable he's uh, he feeling at home in their place and now uh, I will move to another uh, important value and tradition in Arab culture. It's uh, sharing, sharing, uh, sharing uh, food, sharing snacks. When when you are in the office, work uh, workshop, or or at home, if somebody visits you, usually uh, they will serve you. Uh, they will serve you something, and if they are eating or drinking and you come without appointment, they will always offer to share with you. Uh, when when people they go to class uh, to university uh, in uh, occasion always if you uh, before you start eating something it's a very uh, good uh, gesture to, to 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 invite other people to eat with you uh, of course they will not take it from you but this one is very uh, is part of our religion re tradition and religion uh, like for example example if someone he wants to smoke then he he has to offer cigarette to everyone in the room uh, if you're about if you're about to eat your snacks uh, you always uh, offer to uh, to the other person if you want to share with you uh, this value connotes uh, equality and also show acceptance between the members 
And now I will move to uh, some belief uh, that's also important in the Arab country. Uh, it's also not all the Arab they believe in that, but most of the Arab they believe in this, uh, which is uh, saying uh, the belief that I'm going to speak about it, it will be included in the subject of compliment to Arab. Uh, usually, there is one challenge you will encounter in the Arab world if you are a foreigner and you come into the Arab world. It's uh, the difference uh, in value of paying, com of paying compliment to someone, uh, especially about their children, about uh, their, uh, the, their homes, uh, their cars, uh, for the things they have. Uh, they, when you say compliment in Arab country, it's completely uh, different from Arab culture. Why is different? Because, uh, because usually before before I move to this slide, usually uh, when you uh, when you pay compliment to Arab person, uh, and if the things that you show admiration about it is small or portable, they will give it to you uh, as a gift. They will tell you, uh, they will insist that you will to take it, and uh, if. Uh, if you don't take it, then they will, uh, they will actually keep insisting until they take the things that you like. Uh, this one to show you that you are more valuable than the item itself. And uh, now I will show you a video about that. Q-tip time everyone, Mr. Q, your friendly neighborhood Qatari here, and today we're going to be talking about complimenting. As you may know, Qataris are quite hospitable, and so when you go ahead and compliment something that someone has, this may happen. Hey, hey man, what's going on? Hey, cool? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Sweet. Oh, oh Matt, such a nice pen. Where did you get oh, that from? Oh, thanks, man. Oh, it was actually a gift, but you can have it, man. You, oh, what's yeah, your, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, you can have it, man. Oh, thanks so much. Oh, That's no, cool. No, I really no, want no, one no. of these. Hey man, oh, hey man, long time no see, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, man, is that, a, is that a Richard Mill? Yeah, it is, man. Oh, that's like really good, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you can have it, man. Oh, really? Are you serious? Don't worry about it. Oh, Don't thanks. Worry. That's really cool. Wow. Sweet. Oh, hey man, what's going on? It's been a while, huh? Yeah, give me a hug, give me a hug. Make yourself yeah. Dude, is that is that a new car? Yeah, yeah, man, you like it? Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, you got my pen, my watch. Yeah, you want oh. the No. So don't be shocked if somebody offers you something after you give them a compliment. Say mashallah, say it looks better on you. It's the right thing to do. Don't forget to thumbs up, subscribe, comment, do all of that good stuff. Leave us a question in the comment section below if you've got a question, and we'll do our best to answer it as fast as possible. Take care. back to my slide one more time. Uh, now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, saying compliment is uh, different in the Arab world. Uh, usually, uh, people from other cultures, uh, such as Americans, are taught to express their admiration openly and spontaneously as a sign of politeness and courtesy. Like they would say, wow, this is so beautiful. Wow, I like this. Uh, but sometimes uh, here in this situation, the values may clash and misunderstanding arise between the two parties. 
because uh, a traditional Arab, he will receive it as uneasy rather than please, and he might not be happy to receive it. Of course, he, he understands its uh, compliment, but inside them, they feel a little bit uh, uneasy about this. Uh, usually, the Arab uh, believe in something called the evil eye or ayn. Ein, uh, we say uh, he has ein. Uh, sometimes, uh, as I mentioned, uh, such admiration is misunderstood as, as expression of envy or an evil eye. Usually, this, uh, this is a, a descriptive uh, power that can cause accident, uh, illness, unemployment, bad luck, problem. So they believe when someone he, he say his compliment about something, um, it might uh, have destructive power on that thing. And such uh, this destructive uh, uh, destructive power needs to be warded off. So how do the Arab they do uh, what they do to ward off this uh, this evil eye? Usually, uh, the key word in this context is to say something. Of course, you you can say compliment, but saying the keyword with the compliment, it makes uh, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't uh, cause a uh, clash between the two cultures. Uh, and the keyword in this context is MashaAllah. Saying MashaAllah or Ism Allah, Ism Allah, or in Lebanon they say Ismallah, uh, MashaAllah or Ism Allah before and after your admiration will make uh, the person feel at ease uh, to, of your compliment and he will receive it uh, very happy, happily. Uh, also in Islam, usually uh, they believe in that and they have a special religious way for treating people uh, who has uh, this evil eye. Uh, in Emirat and the Gulf area, they use Bakhur uh, as protection from the evil eye. They will put the scent in their, uh, in their places. So when people, they enter their places, they will smell the scent. This one, they believe, is protection from evil eye. I mean, not all Arabs, but most of, most of the Arab. Uh, and here, for less educated people, they, will, uh, they believe also in the blue eye, this one. Uh, maybe you have seen this um, in some countries. And here, this one, the five uh, finger that they, they dip it in the slaughter ship and they put it on sometimes on the car or on the door, uh, as also they believe is sword of the evil eye. Uh, some people, uh, uh, people, they also, they do other things to protect themselves from the evil eye by keeping everything secret especially if they believe this person, he, he doesn't have a really uh, good intention towards them or he has envy, they will keep everything uh, secret from them until they finish their things. Uh, usually they will also, uh, they will try to, uh, or to, to avoid putting the picture of their families, uh, children on media, also as protection from the evil eye. And uh, now uh, this is about the compliment. So the keyword for compliment uh, to say mashallah, we can always say compliment, but saying it with mashallah or ism Allah, it makes it uh, more, uh, the Arab will receive it more, uh, more positive than uh, negative. Now, if uh, when, when we go to the 
to the work uh, to the work or the office place is completely different story now uh, showing compliments about people about things uh, you should be careful with it but brazen the character or the work is another story in the Arab office. Usually a manager uh, are expected to brace their employee from time to time to, uh, to reassure that their work is noticed and appreciated. They will say like, for example, you are an excellent employee or you, you have added, a, you are a great asset to our company. So they will say a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, reassurance uh, they will uh, they will give feedback for the employee for their good employee uh, to to as a sign as as a sign of politeness and appreciation now uh, moving from praising someone uh, to uh, criticism uh, criticism is very se very sensitive subject in the arab world and usually if the criticism it's not if you don't put it in a in a, the correct uh, context and uh, in a, uh, or if it wasn't constructive uh, feedback or constructive uh, criticism then uh, it might be received by the other person as a personal insult. So you have to be very careful with the criticism or criticizing Arab because uh, this will show the, will will cause for them losing the face and it's something uh, it affects their reputation and they will have it's a shame for them like ar or or aib. So uh, always uh, try if you uh, Arab people usually when they criticize uh, at workplace they are very careful how to how to uh, to to pay that their uh, their criticism or to say it uh, because uh, this one also we have a shared value honor and dignity are very important uh, are more important than uh, than uh, than other things or or than fact even now uh, sometimes uh, if we speak about the difference in two two culture for example uh, american when they fired something they will say you're fired but Arab, they believe uh, that uh, the, the, the powerful of word is very important. So they will always use uh, the, the beautiful language to convey their mes message to the other side. They will say to the person, if they want to fire him, Allah ma'ak, it means uh, God with you. So they will say it in a very positive way, even if they fire in the person. So this one we need to be aware of it. Uh, now I have collected for you some important etiquette in the Arab uh, culture, very important. Uh, you don't need to imitate uh, Arabs, but uh, you should be aware of their practices, social practices, and be respectful for that. Now etiquette in the Arab culture, uh, usually the men stand when a woman enter uh, enters the room. Uh, when you are in a social gathering and when someone enters, everyone stands to welcome this person. Uh, now, uh, the same when somebody leaving, uh, also everybody will stand in uh, when they arrive or when they leave, especially when elderly uh, enter the social uh, gathering. Zarin, uh, he, he will have so much uh, uh, attention, they will give him so much attention and respect. 
Uh, and usually he is greeted first. Uh, men also allow women to precede them through do uh, doors ways. Uh, whenever they enter in any place, they will let the woman, ladies first in all culture usually. Uh, men offer their seat uh, also to women if no others are available. Uh, now, another etiquette, when you're saying goodbye to your guests, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, nice to follow them or accompany them to the entrance door uh, to show them uh, so much respect and uh, hospitality. Uh, some more etiquette in the Arab culture, when you give uh, gifts to, the, uh, to Arabs, you have to give it with uh, two hands uh, in a respect way. And then uh, usually uh, the gifts are not open in the presence uh, of, the, of the donor. Uh, people shouldn't, uh, usually you shouldn't take photographs of Arabs without their permission. So always ask before you do that. Eye contact, eye contact also uh, important in the Arab world, during discussion, uh, staring usually when Arab, they keep uh, eye contact with you during a discussion or during a meeting. It's not necessarily rude, uh, but however, it's uh, when you're gazing at women, this is another story. Uh, now, usually lack of eye contact uh, conveys that the person is not interested in you or he's not you are not really important for him. And lastly, uh, Arab are, uh, are very flexible with time for occasion, and a delay is not perceived as a sign of disrespect. So usually uh, not all the Arab, but, uh, but some of the Arab uh, for occasion, they will, people, they arrive to occasion uh, very late, and it, uh, the, uh, the other people, they don't receive it as a sign of disrespect, because usually people, they, they do that all the time. Now, uh, I'm going uh, to, I'm going to here, but gesture and body language, and I would like the audience, to participate with me and try to guess is each uh, gesture, what does it mean? And maybe you can share with us what does it mean in your, uh, in your culture. So let's start with this gesture. When you're putting your finger like this and you do like this, what does it mean? What do you think it means in the Arab culture? Uh, want to eat? or asking for something? Wait a moment, yes. So Fadel, wait a moment, yes. So it's actually, it's, uh, as Fadel mentioned, it's wait a moment. Uh, when you say like shwai shwai, shwai shwai, or wait. So this one, we asking the person to wait a little bit, I'm doing something. Or when he's, uh, he's in a rush, you tell him shwai shwai, shwai shwai, slow, 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 slow. Now, uh, this gesture, when you do like this, this gesture, what does a gesture, what does it mean? When you move your hand like this, as you can see here, the lady, what does it mean? Here, this gesture, uh, nobody participating in this one. Uh, okay, let me see. I don't understand. What do you want? Yeah, German, yeah, correct, German. What, what do you want? Yes, so when they do like this, what? What do you want? What do you want? 
they will do like this. So German, she's correct. Now when you do like this, what does it mean? What can I do? Farah, correct. What can I do? I have no idea. Now when somebody does for you like this, Stop, yes, correct, correct. Now, when you see this hand gesture, what does it mean? Okay, Sharon, she's saying okay, perfect. Yeah, in other culture, it means okay or perfect. But in, the, in, uh, in Arab culture, actually doing this, the lady, if she does it, for uh, her children, it means you will see at home or you will get your punishment at home. So it's completely different from the culture, uh, from other culture, or if somebody, he does it like this for another person, it means I'm gonna break your neck. It's, it has a completely different meaning from, the, from other culture. And now if we move to this uh, gesture, what does it mean? Nobody wants to participate in this. So here, this one, it means I have ideas. I have an idea or I found it. I found a solution. Uh, now, when we go to the last one, last gesture, when you see somebody, he's like this at work, it means uh, he's not happy, he's stressed. Uh, it, can mean, uh, it's, uh, it can mean he's not in a good mood. Now, I'm going also to share you a video about gesture, more gesture in Arab uh, culture. Uh, please, Kevin, if you can help me put uh, the yeah. video for gestures. Yes, you can start the place. Q-Tip time, everyone. It's me, Hamid Al-Ammari, a.k.a. The Qatari Guy, and I'm back again with another episode of Q-Tips. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about hand gestures. What do they mean? The first hand gesture is the waggy finger. Wagging your finger at someone like this is very frowned upon, very accusative. And here, you might see a lot of people doing that, and if you do, you know that something's happening. Just don't get them off. Just let them be. Another gesture that's frowned upon and is used with the finger is this. Calling someone to come over to you like this. Not cool. Don't do it. Just say, Another hand gesture you might see here is this, which means give me a sec, wait. It could mean other things in other cultures, but go ahead, just wait. Wait, just wait. Wait, wait. If it gets to this, you should have waited. Now for you 13 year old girl followers, talk to the hand. As the kids are saying today, talk to the hand. If you were in a discussion, with someone else, and that person interrupted you because he thought he could add value. And you raised your hand to him to stop him from talking. Talk to the hand. It's not cool. Let's all be adults about this and just have a conversation. No, God! 
No, God, please, no, no! Another thing that we're guilty of doing is this. Clapping our hands together to simulate the end of something or the emptiness of something. So it could be an argument you go, that's, that's it, I'm done. No! No! Or you could go say something like, I was there and I really wanted a new phone, but when I got to the shop, they didn't have any. So I was like, oh my God, they have no more phones. And I'm like, khalas, that's it, there are no more phones. Another hand gesture, which you might see quite often in Qatar, is this. And that's the gesture that someone is praying. Asking the Lord for something. Probably forgiveness because he did something stupid in traffic. Another hand gesture I saw, which is probably specific to younger lads. And by younger lads, I mean cool boys. There's a group of them and all they do is this. Clicky the fingers. That's all they're doing. Super cool. I have no idea what it means. I'm guessing it means it's, it's on fire. You're so cool. Oh my God. I don't know, but I heard it and I thought I'd share it. Another hand gesture is, what? Hey, maybe I should explain what this is. This means what? What do you want? I don't look like her, do I? That's it from us here at Q-Tips. Remember, if you have any comments or questions about Qatari culture, put them in the comment section below. Like it, share it, subscribe, because that's what keeps us going. I know. I'm gonna... Yeah, thank you for sharing, Kevin. I will go back to my slides. To the slides. I will teach you now some colloquial Arabic, uh, which is from uh, the local uh, or the dialect of my country, Syria, Shami. Uh, so I will teach you some keywords. Uh, I will start with uh, please. Lau samaht. Lau samaht. Please. Lau samahti. Please also. The first one, lau samaht, is for when we call a male. And lau samahti, when I call a female. So lau samaht. Lau samahti. It means please. Uh, now, kilshi tamam. Kilshi tamam. Everything is all right. Kilshi tamam. Kilshi tamam. Everything is all right. Or you can say only tamam. Tamam. If somebody asks you, how are you? Tamam. Or if somebody doing something, you can tell them, tamam. You're doing great. Tamam. Now, uh, the word for yes and no in the Syrian dialect. A and la a and la a it means yes a and la it means no so a la now when you wanna say sorry about uh, something you have done to someone you can say as if as if and here as the first one for male, as if, and for a female, as if, as if, as if. 
And it's very important also in the Arab culture, when you do uh, something wrong, you have to uh, apologize to the person. It's also uh, important, it's important to do that. And the same, uh, the, the same also important uh, to show uh, uh, like expression of uh, gratitude when somebody does something good for you, always thank him, say shukran to them. Now I will go to the some more keywords in Arabic. Shu, shu, it means what? Shu, what? Uh, I have, I don't have. Andi, mandi, andi, mandi. Uh, it means I have, I don't have. Andy, I have. Mandy, I don't have. If you want to say uh, I want, biddi, biddi, I want. I don't want, mabdi. Biddi, I want. Mabdi, I don't want. You can say biddi, lau samahat, you can put it together and. Uh, Make a sentence. Lau samahat, please. Biddi, I want. Shay, tea. Now, uh, if you wanna say no problem, mafi mishkle, mafi mishkle, no problem. Mafi mishkle, oh, there is no problem. Now, a uh, very important keyword in, uh, in, uh, in the Arab words is tayyib. Tayyib, you can use it in different uh, contexts. Like it can mean uh, all right. It means also okay. When you say about food delicious, you say tayyib. Also, we can say it to describe someone who's here, who is uh, good-hearted, tayyib. So tayyib. It has many meaning. Now, lastly, I would move to uh, something important also in the Arab uh, culture, which is taboos in the Arab culture. Uh, the first one, acism. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, everyone in the Arab world must have uh, religious affiliation, uh, or he must belong to a religion in Arab country. Uh, and uh, acism or, or showing, uh, talking about this subject or uh, even telling people that you are uh, acist is not uh, acceptable in society. So try to avoid talking about this subject. Uh, now, sex uh, education also, it's not really, uh, it's not really found in the education in the Arab world or in the school. Uh, and usually to people, they try to avoid to speak it or teachers, they avoid to speak it with uh, their students or the children in the class. Uh, divorce also one of the taboos for ladies in the Arab culture. Usually when the lady she's divorced, she will always have uh, 
negative uh, uh, image in uh, the Arab society. And uh, it will also, it will cause uh, damage, some damage to her family reputation. So divorce also, uh, although it's, uh, it's uh, accepted in, uh, in Islam, uh, however, it's not, uh, it's not uh, people, uh, they try to avoid uh, divorce. Mental illness, mental, mental illness also, when people, they have someone in at their home who has mental illness, uh, they don't really talk about it openly in front of other people. They don't usually try to, to take him for social occasion. Uh, also, uh, when speaking about, um, for example, uh, this is another subject when, when they speak about uh, illness, like dangerous illness uh, such as cancer, they try not to say the word itself because they believe uh, words uh, are powerful and can, can, cause, uh, can cause negative effect if they say it. So they, they will always, for example, if somebody has cancer, they will not mention the word cancer. They will say he has that sickness, but they will not say it. So mental illness also, uh, it's, uh, it's usually people, they keep it secret. And uh, people's sexuality also is not, um, it's not, it's a taboo in Arab world. Uh, people they don't accept it. Arab people they don't accept it uh, usually. Uh, another uh, important one also woman dating. Usually, uh, women they they don't usually or uh, go and date another uh, men without their family uh, without their family uh, like permission because this one also is not uh, accepted in society. However, it's not a to everyone in Arab countries. Some families, they're very understanding and it's uh, allowed, but uh, most of the society is very conservative society. So women, they have to be very careful uh, with their behavior because misbehavior by any lady can cause bad reputation to her family. Usually also one of the taboos uh, in Arab country is usury. Uh, usually, uh, even if some some people they they doing it uh, they don't tell it in public. So, but however, um, um, as I'm mentioning this, uh, with uh, exposure to other culture, with the media, with Facebook, uh, people, a new generation start to change and to think differently. So those taboos uh, nowadays, uh, some of them they start to change uh, because of the change of uh, society and the change of uh, the new generation. Uh, now we can say I come to the end of my lecture. However, uh, if I stay, uh, if, we, if we still have a short time, I would like to take uh, the audience to participate in Kahoot. Sharon, can we do uh, Kahoot? Yes, sure, sure. Please go ahead. Can, do we still have time? Yeah. I will not take a lot of time from you. Uh, so please, uh, for all the audience, I would like to ask you to, uh, to go for Play Kahoot. I will write it down so you can see. Play, I will write it in the chat. Please go to Play Kahoot on your phone, if you can. Uh, 
now I will open my Kahoot. Yeah, I will share with you the pin, the game pin to join me. So please, after you go to play Kahoot, press on this. I will go to the next question. LS is the first one. Now, please to meet you. Or nice to meet you. Please to meet you. Or nice to meet you. Missing the here. Uh, it means marhaban, sharafna, ismi, anisa. So nice to meet you, Tasharafna in Arabic. I will go, SH is the first one. Now I will move. We use the title to address educated person or a white collar. Hadji, Doctor, Ustaz, Abu Ali. So which one we use it to address educated person? Costas is used to uh, address educated. 
educated person or white collar employee. However, in the Malay culture, they use the word ustaz for a religious teacher. So it's completely different from Arab culture. Now I will move uh, to the following one. The keyword that should be said with compliment is. It's MashaAllah. We have seven answers for this. CH on the top. Now, true or false, when, uh, when an Arab uh, shares snacks with you, uh, it is polite to accept the offer right away. the offer right away you should uh, refuse first time or second time and when then the other person he keep insisting then you will accept it so refusal is a sign of politeness now the following one also sh is the first one arabs don't open the gift in front of the gift giver front of the gift donor. Now if we have still have S page is the first one. The word please in Arabic is please in a male you will say Lao Samahti when you call in a female Lao Samahti it means please now I will move to the following question or the last question uh, an Arab woman can live with her boyfriend until they get married is it correct or not Dating is uh, is not uh, accepted in the Arab world. So let's see who is the winner for today. German, German, the third one. The second one, funky. Good job. The first one, SH. The first one, Fadel is the fourth one. Sorry, I didn't see the last one. It went out. Thank you for participation, Kahoots. Now, uh, usually, when uh, let me teach you also one last word. 
So usually when you want uh, when you say congratulations to someone, Mabruk. Mabruk, congratulations. So Mabruk for uh, SH today. And I come to the end of my session. I I try my best to to present uh, a balanced uh, perspective uh, for uh, for the Arab world or the Arabs' uh, values and beliefs. And also I try at the same time to be objective uh, in, my, uh, in, my, in, what, in, in the information that I present to you. I, I didn't uh, present my information based only on my first experience as a native Arab. I gather the information from, uh, from foreign uh, traveler, linguist, uh, uh, writer who lived uh, uh, and uh, who lived in the Arab world for a long time and interact with the Arabs. So I really hope that you, you, you have some understanding of the Arab values and belief and uh, some of the social practice in the Arab world. It's a long subject, so we can't talk about everything in one time. And uh, yeah, this is the end of our talk today. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I think that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for the session. Okay. It was really, really very interesting. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank join you. our hands together and just um, thank you, Zainab. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for your hard work. Yes, we hope we'll see you, you again soon. Thank, Thank you, you for much. all the audience for uh, who have made their time today to the session. I hope you enjoy it and you are learning something new. Yes, we did. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ma'assalama. Ma'assalama. Goodbye in Arabic. Ma'assalama. Ma'assalama.